Welcome to the Dave Squared Podcast. I'm David Kramer, coming to you from Northern California. And I'm Dave Blasco from Arizona. Dave and I have been friends since the early 1980s when we were college roommates. And we finally found a medium to share our wisdom with the world, or at least our opinions. And I just want to say that we're making this special podcast during the summertime, which we plan to take off because our fans are clamoring for more podcasts. Hard to keep up with these demands. It's like being the Beatles. Um, so between us, we have two engineering degrees, two master's degrees, an economics degree, 60 plus years of work experience, and oh, I don't know, a lot of utility bills. We're making this podcast together to try to help each other and hopefully you, the listener, save some money. So Mr. Kramer, what is today's topic? Well, as you know, uh, we're both fans of the electric vehicles, and one of your acquaintances posed a problem, which I hadn't really thought about, and neither had you, is like, hey, Mr. Smart Dave, uh, what happens in these uh, uh, when the end times come, like we are now, with global warming, and you have hurricanes and other things that cause the power to go out for many days in a row? How... How do you operate your electric car? Hmm. And I had never thought about that. So um, my, my sister's boyfriend had asked me about that. And he stumped me. And I'm not sure I, I, I ever thought about it. And um, I was thinking about electricity here where I live in, in Arizona. It's very stable. Uh, I think I've told you before. I think the power was out recently, like a week ago for 40 minutes. That's the first time I think the power has been off for more than a minute in the last like 10 years. And I think... I think the power has been out of our house three times in the last 25 years for more than like a minute. So it's something I probably take for granted here in central Arizona that we have super stable power. Yeah, but we're getting some freakish weather. So who knows what's going to happen? And I guess you could have cyber attacks from the Russians or terrorist attacks from jihadis. Um, right. Our, our grid's kind of delicate or it could just collapse because of... Uh, something that happens in a more disaster prone area than you live in. Um, so who, who knows? We are pushing things a bit. Um, so I think that the short answer, which doesn't make for good podcasting, because then we'd have to stop, but is um, my family has four vehicles. Your family has, I don't know, 12, 15, I don't know. <laughs> At least we're down to three. I got I got rid of a vehicle recently. Shifted out of the, shifted out of state. Only three vehicles. Okay, including your relatives who live within walking distance. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But still, of those three, only one is purely electric. That's true. And yeah. here of our four, only one is pure electric. So I don't think the pure electric one would be our choice of bug out vehicles in case of a zombie attack. Right. No, I I couldn't because I my bug out vehicles, my Nissan Leaf, which has 80 mile range, best case. So you could get, get ahead of the zombies, but they'll catch up with you in like a day. <laughs> and then you're not at home. So you might as well be at home and fight the zombies at home. Yeah. Right. So it's really difficult to siphon electricity out of your neighbor's car after their brains get eaten. So yeah. uh, there's still <laughs> <laughs> internal combustion engines still have some advantages. 
there's a lot yeah. of energy compressed into a gallon of gasoline or diesel fuel that's hard to match. High energy density. Well, so my answer to my my sister's boyfriend was this is like thing one. We were talking about the Louisiana area that got hit by Hurricane Ida recently. And as you know, uh, all the gas stations today, instead of being mechanical pumps, are pumps that run on electricity. So if you needed gas, you can't get gas out of the pump anyway. So if the electricity is off at your house, you can't charge your car. But if it's off at the gas station, you can't get gas anyways. But to your point, cars are, our gasoline is a pretty high energy density storage. So if your tank is full, most of those would go farther than the average electric car would. Right. So if you don't go the easy answer, which is cheating, answering the question by having another vehicle. If you are serious about living off the grid, it's a lot easier to put in solar power and some kind of battery storage, electric storage, than it is to put in your own uh, oil well and gasoline refinery. So you could argue if you had the proper vehicle and a Tesla power wall and enough um, solar cells, you could go for years without anybody else's power. Yeah, I think that's potentially my, my uh, kind of off the cuff answer that day was a generator. So I thought I don't have a generator and I don't think you do as well. Thought about it really hard, but I didn't. I, I you know, it's interesting. I've thought about it. I, in Arizona where I live, like I said, we, especially in my neighborhood, we have a below ground power. So we're not subject to trees knocking down power lines like you are in older neighborhoods, which is a very common thing. And I certainly, when I lived in Tennessee, the neighborhood had power that was out for like two weeks the year before we lived there. So it, it does happen. And I know, um, or my wife and I used to live in South Florida um, and her dad's old home, they were out without power for three weeks. So in places like that, I would think like a portable generator might be something I'd pick up on sale and have it around. So if you had a portable generator, you can technically charge your car with it, you know, and if, you, if it's 120 volts, it's going to charge very slowly, but it would charge enough to get you maybe around town to the store and back. Yeah, but if you have a generator, I mean, to do that practically, you'd have to have a big old fuel tank. Um, yeah. You know, a lot more, because charging your car, <sighs> charging your car would take a lot of energy. It's, it's not an efficient way to do it, is to put gasoline into it. A, yeah. a Honda generator and charge your Nissan Leaf. Um, but it would work. Technically, it would work. So that was my answer, but I probably wouldn't do it in central Arizona. <laughs> we had uh, on one of our construction projects, the inspector, I believe it was, would plug his electric car into one of our generators to charge it while he was at work. I didn't think that was very green of him. <laughs> gotcha. It's probably not the most efficient thing. But I think, you know, the other thing I think about, I see people in long lines and, um, you know, it's good to check the weather. So if you know that there's a storm coming, I would be filling my tank up. I'd be filling all my cars up with gas. And I guess I'd be charging my electrical, my electric car up at the same time to make sure it was, everything was on full. So it's people like you that are causing the long queues. At the gas desk. shortages. Yeah. 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 And then I might go out and buy some extra bread and milk or all the bread and milk that I could buy at the supermarket, whether I thought I'd use it or not. <laughs> On a, a tangential note, my wife was at Costco. Today is September 4th. Uh, no toilet paper. Here we go again. Yes, I have, as an aside, 
too, from our discussion, I've been noticing that because I'll order stuff sometimes just from Costco two day and you haven't been able to buy toilet paper from Costco two day now for about five or six weeks. So yes, we're going through that again. So maybe we should be stocking up, including charging our car to the full every night and keeping the gas to the top for the latest COVID variant. Well, when you only have an 80 mile range, you probably should keep it <laughs> topped up anyway. <laughs> oh, that, good, that is a good thing. So, you know, I, I, you know, with electric cars, like it is what it is, I guess. And if the power's out of your house, you can't charge it. But if the power's out at the gas station, you can't get gas out of the gas station because they use electric pumps to pump it into your car. That's true. And I live on top of a hill. So if I roll my car out of the driveway and ride the brakes down the bottom of the hill, I'll have some range when I get there. <laughs> not enough to get back up the hill because of the thermodynamics. It's not just a good idea. It's the law. But uh, <laughs> could outrun a couple of zombies before I had to jump out and beat feet. Doesn't work with a gasoline car. Oh, my goodness sake. So I think the uh, <laughs> I think if you get an electric car, be happy that it's really like super efficient. And if you have a power outage, oh, well, I guess. Be happy that when the power is on, you're getting super high efficiency from your car. Probably what you should do if you own a late model Tesla, you should make a deal with your neighbor who owns two cars, like, hey, if the power goes out, I'll trade you even up uh, my Tesla for your 86 Toyota Corolla with a full tank of gas. <laughs> and you get it in writing. <laughs> That's a good idea. But I think, I think from a practical perspective, like your family has multiple cars, so does mine. There's a couple cars, maybe if the storms come and make sure the gas powered cars are filled up so you can get ahead of the go out and do what you need to do if, you, if you're able to get out and go, go out and do something. Yeah. And I think in the long run, as you know, the, the, the country attempts to switch over to all electric vehicles, if that's in the future, part of that is also distributed uh, electricity generation, uh, microgrids and solar and bigger central, not central central storage, but local central storage, I think is part of it for resilience. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I, I gotta, like in my house, you can't, when the electricity went off, my solar panels are still generating electricity, but they don't feed the house because it would, they feed back into this, they feed back into the grid. So they can't feed back into the grid for safety reasons. So it, when the power goes out and it was a sunny, it was a beautiful sunny day. I don't get electricity from my solar system because by code you can't. Well, I don't really quite, I don't quite understand the details, but I, it doesn't work. Yeah. It's all going to ground. I believe it's because it's AC and if you, go back out of phase, things blow up, but um, I'm, I'm not very good at electrical engineering. However, yeah. if you get a storage system, you can keep- And that would work. Storing then stuff. yes, that would work, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but those are more expensive than you think. They are more expensive, yeah. So, and so I, you know, I was thinking about this whole electric car thing and then would I get a generator? So for me, I don't think I'd get a generator here just because my experience with living here for 25 years, the power has been off for less than three hours total. We don't get a lot of, you know, hurricanes here. Um, but I think definitely if I still lived in South Florida, I would think I would invest in probably a decent sized generator with might keep a fridge running and a few other things for sure. I know people who are well-to-do are starting to install whole whole house generators that kick on and power the house. Yeah. In my neighborhood, there were several people that owned generators when we moved in here and I considered it and uh, I got some help mapping out how to do it. So it didn't blow things up. 
Um, but I got hung up on whether to make it uh, natural gas fired or diesel fired with a belly tank. Gotcha. Um, because we've never lost natural gas, but in the end of times, you got to assume that it wouldn't work. So I ended up with nothing. And then the power yeah. got better. <laughs> I gotcha. But I, I, I certainly think if you live close to the ocean, like in Louisiana or Florida, probably having some sort of portable generator might be a beneficial thing, whether you want a whole house one, because those things cost quite a bit of money. I think 4000 to $15,000 I've seen, you know, depending how big they are. I'm not sure if that's a great investment in my mind or not, but it sure seemed like a great investment if the power's out for three weeks. And there's places in Florida the power's been out for three weeks. I know there were spaces in Puerto Rico after their storm there a few years ago that power is out for six months, if you can imagine that. Yeah, and we talked about the possibility of getting an inverter so you could use your car to power the house. And it'd be it's certainly not the whole house, but maybe your refrigerator, your freezer, and you know the TV so you don't miss the... the I'm going to say the uh, the Cowboys game because I think people from Texas are crazy and they waste energy on that. <laughs> oh my goodness sakes. All our fans from Texas are going to give us little sentence letters, but yeah, but you have to make sure that you charge your car. So before the storm hits or before whatever natural disaster, that'll change, charge the car. And if you, if your natural disaster is an earthquake, not hard to predict those things, right? Unlike a storm, which you know is coming days ahead of time. You don't know if there's an earthquake, it tends to power off. Yeah, I remember when there was some uh, hurricane coming and they were evacuating the East Coast. Uh, Tesla did an over-the-air upgrade to any cars that could take it so they could extend their range so people could use their Teslas to run for their lives. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. If you electric car, I guess my thought process is you just deal with it. If the electricity's off, I guess, oh, well, you don't go anywhere. And if you have a uh, internal combustion engine car well then i guess you'd be okay fill up with gas if you know something bad's coming yeah but the people with the electric cars were sitting pretty when that pipeline went down on the east coast there was a couple weeks there when people couldn't get gas it's true and, and again you know i'll say it again like if the electricity is out you cannot pump gas at the gas station because it's an electric pump that pumps that gas into your car yeah and if the electricity is really really out it sucks driving when the traffic lights don't work that it does that i've done before and it does really suck <laughs> you get it yes so that 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 becomes a challenge so mostly you want to get home anyway so you can hide so yeah uh, and i guess theoretically there are times when the power's out in your neighborhood but if you a mile away the power's on so you could go drive your car and get gas that's true but then you can yeah. usually go charge your car at a public charging station yeah, that's true too so if there's somebody yeah that's that's true so if you had enough range just a few miles i mean there's public charging stations around your houses or around my house you could go charge it at a public charging station not too far away so I, I guess i hadn't thought about that so i think i'm not sure that i agree that's less practical than an internal combustion engine car except if you want to get really far away it's hard to do because you know a tesla might go 200 miles my car goes 80 you got to charge it and wait yeah it takes a while to charge so yeah that's that's an issue um that is an issue but i'm not taking my car for any i'm not taking my car okay uh, uh, listeners, you might hear some difference in sound. We lost uh, Dave Blasco for a minute. Uh, I'm uh, hypothesizing that it was a denial of service attack by angry Dallas Cowboys fans, um, <laughs> or possibly the North Koreans. 
possibly North Korean Dallas Cup. We're not, we're not sure what. Maybe the Koreans are trying to shut off my electricity. <laughs> uh, they're worried we're going to solve America's energy problems. We won't be dependent on them for whatever we're dependent on them for nothing. I think. Oh, my goodness sakes. I'm pretty sure the uh, Dave Squared podcast is getting um, some support in the uh, Biden extended infrastructure plan. Ah, we're, yes. We're somewhere in the $3.48 trillion <laughs> So we might not get it. We're, we're on the borderline. It might, get, it might get cut off at the end there. But since you're, <laughs> since you're an Arizona native, Kristen Cinema might throw it out in the ranks. And she's going to make sure I'm in there. <laughs> you guys are personal friends, right? Yeah, we're buds. <laughs> All right, let's get back to electric cars. What the hell? I don't know. What are we going to do? You have an electric car, you keep it charged, but you don't want to charge it too much because it's like a phone battery. You don't want to charge it all the time because it's bad. So I just say you deal with it. Luckily, maybe you have an extra car around. You can drive that if the zombie apocalypse comes. Yeah. So what would be, if you if you thought the infrastructure might just go to heck in a hand bucket, what would be the right car to have? I'm guessing it would be something like a 1996 Toyota Land Cruiser. I think that's oh, why. Be, oh, I see. I'd go with a Toyota Prius, which I do own because you can get 600 miles on a tank of gas. Yeah, but I'm thinking when you, you're watching the news, you see what your average Somalian warlord or uh, Yemen uh the terrorist is driving it tends to be a toyota pickup truck toyota pickup truck reliable so you're thinking like the road won't be in good shape and i need to drive over boulders or maybe a riverbed or something like that yeah and i think i think they're specifically designed to be rugged and easy to maintain and i think mm-hmm. a hybrid is actually right the big advantage one of the big advantages of electric cars is fewer moving parts but a hybrid actually has more moving parts because it's got all the gasoline bits and pieces plus and electric motor stuff. Yeah. 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 So I hear what you're saying about the range. Um, I'm going to outrun them. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to outrun the zombies in my 600 mile per tank car. You'll be like a, a, a Kenyan long range runner running down a lion. You just chase him for days until he, dies of exhaustion there you go there you go if i run out of if i run out of good road then i may have a problem and i may regret that and wish i had the toyota pickup but i think i'm going to go with the prius hmm what about like an old mercedes e sedan with the, the smaller engine the one they use for taxi cabs in europe forever oh those are those seem to be pretty reliable go a long way and, you know, when you got to steal fuel, stealing diesel fuel from abandoned trucks seems uh, more realistic. That are parked on the side of the road. I like it. I yeah. like it. Only <laughs> 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 you would think, sit around thinking about stuff like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Probably the right answer is a mountain bike or something, but hard to carry your stuff. It's hard to carry your stuff. I think having a few maybe days of food provision that don't re- doesn't require um, like refrigeration is probably a good idea. That's true. That stuff's heavy. So especially if you're in a hurricane zone or maybe an earthquake zone, have some MRE type stuff that could be eaten. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
Interesting and question. Have water, had a, and have a water supply, maybe some extra bottled water around the place or someplace where you get water from. I think that would be important. Yeah. How about like a, a 250 motorcycle enduro type with a Kickstarter? That seems like it would be, you know, you could run through a three foot doorway to get away from zombies and drive through the mall. You jump on that, you put a backpack on there with some food, some can of beans and a sterno and you're good to go. Yeah. I mean, our kids are out of the house. They'd be on their own, right? They can get their own motorcycles and follow us. You can you not. can meet them. They can have their motorcycles. You can all meet at the meeting point, the secret undisclosed meeting point. It's a good idea. Oh, I used to think motorcycles got um, were super efficient until now. They, they don't compare to. What what is your uh, miles per gallon equivalent on your Nissan? Like 110 or something like that? Yeah, something like 100, 110. Yeah. Pretty hard to get I mean, that of a motorcycle. It is hard to get that of a motorcycle. Some less powerful ones, but yeah, even the Prius probably beats certain motorcycles. Gets on the highway, it's getting 50, 55 miles per gallon, depending on how fast you drive it. Yeah. The downside of the motorcycle, it only holds what, one, two gallons of gas in one of those little ones. The range yeah. is pretty short. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once you go to the problem with. <laughs> do the hard part of siphoning gas you'd like to get as much as possible it is true if you're going to go through the hard part you like want to fill up a big tank not just one little two gallon tank yeah oh well uh hopefully we, we don't this is that's just an an exercise <laughs> but you know always an excuse to shop for more toys yeah so. Well, I don't think I'm gonna do anything differently, but I hadn't, I hadn't thought about this quandary about how to charge the electric car and the electricity is not working. Maybe because my electricity is so been super dependable, but could be a problem if you lived in an area that gets a lot of uh, storms or. Well, unfortunately those areas are spreading. New York broke its uh, record for waterfall and, um, in Louisiana, they lost some towers that were designed, transmission towers that were designed to take hurricane force winds, and they still got knocked over. Wow. So, yeah, it's pretty rough. But, okay, I guess we're not going to solve the problem. Sorry, listeners, you should have skipped ahead till this part. That's the beauty of podcasting. Uh, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. I'd say for the most part, you're going to be fine. Yeah, get the electric car. It's super reliable. It's super efficient. And maybe the power goes out once every 10 years. Just there may not be a lot to go out there shopping for it either. Right. I mean, what do you there mean? may not be a, there may not be a store. So if your power's out, chances are the places around you have the power at too. So it, it may be a moot point at some, at some place, I guess, but at some point power is going to be restored someplace in Louisiana and you can go drive and go get get something to eat well there you go uh you should probably invest in a goat a female goat so you can get some milk make cheese out of it <laughs> peanut butter and crackers will get you through a lot right something that doesn't have to be refrigerated <laughs> and some water that should that should hold you for a few days there you go all right well uh there you go onward we still believe in electric cars that sounds like an excuse for not buying one. Um, our, our recommendation, I don't think has changed. I wouldn't buy an electric car if I didn't have another vehicle at uh, easily accessible for 
not for zombies, I admit, for long road trips. You're here. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. All right. There's All the right. answer. Till next time. Take care. Bye.
Mm-hmm.